0: bits of the week, and we've got them for you. Best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
1: Hello, hello, hello. It's Morgan. Welcome to the best bits of the week. In case you're a first-time listener, what I do each weekend is I take the best seven segments from the show this week, and I count them down. Those seven segments are based on your engagement online, what you called in about, if you really had an opinion. Basically, these are the seven best moments that we want you to relive over and over again. And along the way, I typically bring somebody with me. This week, I'm bringing on Hillary. Some of you might have heard her named Utility Hillary. For me, she's just Hillary. She's one of my really good (laughs) friends. Hillary, welcome for hanging out with me. Hi, thank you for having me. So we're going to get into this, but you're going to get to know Hillary along the way and we'll talk about the segments. It's going to be super fun. So let's get started. This one brought a lot of engagement online. Lunchbox got offended at a restaurant. Now, some would say he was being a little too sensitive, and others say he was right on point. But, all that said and done, he also tipped the waitress less because of the interaction. So, this whole bit really stirred you guys up online but I want to hear from Hillary to find out if she's ever been offended at a restaurant or maybe just in public
2: yes I actually have I was thinking about it and I was at a store with my mom I was at Sam's my mom was with me my aunt and my sister and I was trying on rain jackets and this lady random lady she didn't work there she I, we were minding our own business she walked by and she's standing there and she's staring at me trying on these jackets and I tried one on and it fit great like it was perfect And she's like, I think you need to size up. (gasps) No. (laughs) Yes. And my mom looked at me and my mom's eyes got huge. And I just looked at my mom and I was like, it was, we just froze. I'm like, what do I say? What do we do? And my sister's over there, like, trying not to laugh. Like, this is so uncomfortable. And It was so awkward, but I was, like, kind of offended because this lady who I don't know is just standing there staring at me, trying on this jacket, and decides to tell me that I need to size up.
1: That is absolutely not kind of offensive. That is 100% offensive. I totally understand why you got so upset. Like, I really do. Yeah, and that happened when I was
2: in high school, and I still remember that to this day. Oh, see?
1: People's words (laughs) matter.
2: This is why you
1: don't, unless you have something overly positive to say, and you are 100% guaranteed it is positive. Yes. You should not say it. You should not say it. But do you have any oh, moments? Yeah, I mean, I had a, a similar, it was a body compliment. I, Gosh. <laughs> in his way, it was a compliment. But I was at the gym, and I'm just like working out, minding my own business, and apparently I'm doing some like tough workouts because this guy comes up to me, and he goes, oh, you're getting thick. Like, it's looking oh, good. No. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't care if you thought that was a compliment, because in today's world, thick is necessarily a compliment to most people, right? Yeah. It's not to me for whatever reason, I just don't like the terminology. But also, why are you coming up to me? You don't even know what I'm trying to do. Maybe I'm trying to lose weight. Maybe I am trying to put on muscle. I don't know. But why are you complimenting me on it? I don't I don't want what you have to say about anything. It's so
2: awkward. And I had somebody make that comment to me. And when I was talking to one of my friends, they're like, that's a compliment. And I said, to me, it's not a compliment. So you just should not, no matter if you're a man or a woman, you should not comment on anybody's body. Like. no. At no. all. I feel like that should be common sense. But the fact that we uh, both of our stories, we did not share our stories with each other <laughs> at all. We had no idea this is where we were going to go with this. And the fact that we both had body image ones is crazy to me.
1: Yes. And I just feel like, too, like we, we're in a world now that, yes, I understand people are very sensitive and things. But But bodies are just something you should just not comment on, period. Yes. We often talk about, like, not going up to a pregnant woman, asking her if she's pregnant. Like. This goes on that same line. Yes. You can change somebody's entire demeanor if you go up to them and say something that may not fit the narrative they have going on in their head. I totally agree. And I struggle with um,
2: body image issues. And it all stems from comments that have been made to me. And I remember there was an administrator at our school. And she would constantly get on to me for like because I have big boobs. I do. I have just I always have. And she would always get on to me and be like, you need to pull your cami up. I went to a private Christian school or she would tell me, like, I can't wear certain things. But other girls were allowed to. And that has stuck with me. And I always feel so self-conscious about myself. And it just I don't know, like we remember things and it sticks with you.
1: Yes, that makes me so sad that you have stuck that in your mind this entire oh, yeah. life for you. I mean, how old are you now, right? Yeah, I'm 28 and that was going on since 8th grade. Yeah, that and that, that has stuck with you so
2: for over let's say close to 20 years. Yeah. I was I I feel like I was taught to be ashamed of my body, which I know is kind of odd to say, but I it may have been you it was one of my friends like made me realize that and I can't remember who it was but for some reason I would think it was you but we were talking about that because obviously we're friends outside of the show so we talk about a ton of things but um it was one of those things where I was talking about it and I'd never thought about it and my friend was like I feel like you were kind of taught to be ashamed of your body and being curvy and You were taught that that's a bad thing and that you can't wear certain things because you look like that. And it's so true. I've never thought about it, but I was. And that's why I think I struggle so much with my body. I want to wear like sweaters and baggy sweatshirts and things like that. I don't like anything tight on me because I was kind of taught that that was not okay.
1: Well, and let's just say here, you know, wearing baggy and sweatshirts and sweats are awesome and you should totally wear that if you want to but you should also feel confident that you can wear the other stuff because really the only person that should have anything to say about your body is you and as long as you feel good in whatever you're wearing that's all that
2: matters yeah and i totally agree with you and i thankfully i'm in a good place where i have good friends like you who encourage me and um are just there for me so yeah I'm in a, in a better head space style than I was when I was in eighth grade.
1: <laughs> well, we'll leave it on this note, too. Just your words matter, whether you yes. say them in person, whether you say them online, however you share them. Just make sure what you're putting out into the universe is very positive. Kind. And if you can't be 100 percent sure that it is positive. You just shouldn't say it. No, Let's don't say it. Let's go back to the golden rule. Ooh, I got to remember this. The if golden you don't have rule.
2: anything nice to say, don't say anything
1: at all. Yes. Is that the golden yes. rule?
2: Yes. Okay, yes. I
1: believe it was one of our golden rules in school. It's
2: one of the golden <laughs> rules. If that's not the main one, it's one of them.
1: Yes. We're leaving it on that. Your words matter. But, you know, here, listen how Lunchbox got offended. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I'm kind of on his side. I wouldn't have tipped the waitress less because I always tip. and over no matter what. That's just what I do. But I understand why he got offended.
3: Number seven. Okay, Lunchbox, what happened? So
4: my wife and I decided to go eat somewhere, eat on a patio. We go up to the register, we order, and we look at the menu, and my wife decides, man, I'm really craving a burger. She orders a burger, and I'm like, man, that summer salad with strawberries and grilled chicken sounds really good. So I order the grilled chicken summer salad. Boom. We go sit down, waiting for our meal. And the lady brings it out and she takes the burger and she puts it in front of me and puts the salad in front of my wife. And I was like, oh, actually, I'm the one that has the salad. She goes, oh, I just assumed the man ordered the burger and she flipped them right there. That's why she got tipped less because she gave me the burger and my wife, the salad. And I was offended.
5: Was your wife offended or just you?
4: But what does that matter? Why can't he no, just be offended? No,
5: because I'm genuinely curious if his wife was offended. Because as a woman, I mean, I could see where there's like a little like, okay, whoa, why are, you trying, why are you trying to say I need the salad?
6: I would say as a server who served for a long time, you start to go, well, 95% of the time, this is where this goes. This is the person who orders it. And it's probably just muscle memory with them because they've had 1,000 orders and 998 of them are that. I don't think you hold that against her. I don't think she's doing it based on what you look like. Well, how, what size you are, what, other than, is it a girl or a guy? It was a girl. Okay. So again, I just assume that because most of my servers are female. Go. That's it. We did a story where the other day where I was like, hey, this teacher, and I said, you know, she and Mike goes, no, it's a guy. I, just because most of my teachers were female teachers, were women. Correct. So I think that we live our life based on what we've learned. She has probably had 10,000 of those orders like that, and most of them, that's exactly what it was. I don't think you should have punished her for that.
4: Yeah, see, everybody always says don't make abs- assumptions because it makes a... Blank- but, but everybody makes assumptions all the time. <laughs> right, I know, but what she did was she she assigned what we are supposed to eat to us, and so I had to teach her that, listen, you shouldn't do that. i just telling her that by keeping the money the same if the service was good. Well, no, no, just telling words, ah, that's okay. (laughs) Actions speak louder than words is what I've been taught in my life. And so my action was to deduct some from the tip so she understood that, hey, you can't just assume that someone is eating a salad and someone's you could offend somebody. And so I had to stand up for the people of America. And next time, I bet you, Hmm. she won't make that mistake. And everybody from here on forward that is served by her will have her come and be like, who had the burger? Weren't you just looking up a reason to tip her less? No. Mm-hmm. I would have tipped her. No, they're, they're, I'm not looking for deductions. When things happen, you have to deduct things. Yeah, I lo-
5: uh, The fact that Lunchbox is deduction guy, where he's like, every little thing, he's like, minus not, a dollar. That's like, not little. $2. Eddie, Eddie. Eddie,
4: didn't you know somebody who did
6: that with yeah,
7: money? Yeah, my friend's dad. He would put $5 bills on the table, on the table and then yeah. whenever they would mess up anything in the order,
4: he would be like, all right, well, one less for you. Crazy. <laughs> Uh, I've yeah. never seen anything That's like that in so my life. so
5: embarrassing. Listen, I
4: Amy, mean, you should be on my side. This I, no, is no, 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 me. No. This is me saying, yeah. "Listen, women can eat a burger and it's okay."
6: Yeah. But I think she probably eats burgers. I think she's just done it so many times. <laughs> it was an honest mistake. You drive no. to work the same way every day, don't you? I'm thinking about it. Yes or no? Do you think about every turn you're making? Like, I got to turn here. I have to turn left here. No, you do that. Once you do the same thing so many times, if there, unless there's a construction, you go the same way without thinking about it. You're right. Like,
5: But Lunchbox, does she know that that's the reason why she got that tip? Maybe she just thinks you're a lousy tipper and she learned nothing. Like unless you, I know you were like minimizing the whole words thing and money speaks louder. But unless you verbalize in a really thoughtful way, like, hey, you know, my wife and I were cool with this, but that might actually, or or I guess you're not, you're offended. Share with her, hey, like that really offended me. And then maybe it'll change how she does things in the future. But you deducting her money. Did you tell her?
4: I told her, I actually, I got the salad. But did you tell her why you tip less? No, I didn't tell her that.
5: See? Did she learn nothing? She learned, she, she's
6: Except you're a crappy tipper. Except the guy with the, the front mullet is a crappy tipper. Yeah,
5: <laughs> next time you and your wife walk in, she's going to be like, please don't come to my table. Please don't come to my section.
4: <laughs> but you guys are on my side.
3: No. I Amy's on my side. No,
5: no, back up. I, I, it sucks, yes, that she was, uh, made that assumption, but yes, like, probably by the numbers... Women do end up getting known more for salads, but I love that your wife was getting the burger. And I don't like that she j- did that and said it out loud to y'all. And hopefully, she didn't make anybody feel uncomfortable like your wife. But I really said it, don't.
4: said it out loud. It's just going, here's the burger for you. Here's the, like she didn't.
6: Yeah,
5: like, but she said, no, he said that she said,
4: oh, I assumed. Yeah, then she said, I said, actually, I got the salad. She goes, oh, I just assumed the guy got the burger. <laughs> yeah. She did say that yeah, to right. me.
6: And so then I was like, well, you know, okay, listen, I don't agree with what you did. Mm-mm, me neither. Eddie? Uh, no. Of course not. He says the most vile thing sometimes, and people get offended. He's like, well, that ain't stupid to get <laughs> yeah. offended at that. I,
5: I do think it was a learning opportunity, but you taught nothing because you just deducted pay and said nothing. I think he was just looking to get a
6: cheaper way out. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Uh, she I mean, didn't have enough pep in her step when she was bringing our food It took a dollar off. <laughs> you guys can call us if you want. Eight seven seven seventy seven. bobby Does anyone agree with Lunchbox, by the way, of the whole room, people behind the scenes or not? Anybody agree? Say
3: aye. I. No, I do. No.
5: Okay. Yes, no. Nico Jackson <laughs> oh, does not count. Nico oh, again. Nico Jackson <laughs> does not count. <laughs> <laughs> Your other personality cannot chime in. Let's go. It's
3: the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two.
1: This week we had another Fun Fact Friday off, and I went up against Eddie. And I'm just going to say I'm a little bitter because I think I should have won this. Yeah, I gave something away, but. I'm pretty sure I should have won. You know, there was some sympathy votes in here for Eddie. I had some really good fun facts and I tried really hard. And then Eddie just somehow came in and won. But I'm not appreciative of that. I want Hillary to share with us, though, her favorite fun fact.
2: You know, we were talking about this and I have submitted this into, like, the show, like, with prep. And it's never (laughs) been
1: used before. Well, it's getting used right now.
2: It's getting used right now. Did you know... That the man who does the Tony the Tiger voice is the same guy who sang "You're a Mean One, Mister Grinch."
1: What? Yes. Okay. Wait. How does Tony the Tiger go? They're great.
2: Okay. And you're, the, a you're a mean one, Mister Grinch. Grinch. His name is—I'm gonna probably butcher this—Thurl Arthur Ravenscroft. What? So he's a giant tiger and he's a giant green Grinch. Yes. And I was looking up his Wikipedia page and he has so many other things that he's voiced. I feel like he did stuff with Disney too. And I just like I never knew that was the same person and it just blew my mind the day that I found that out.
1: I love fun facts that blow your mind. Like I really do.
2: Yes. And I know that you've had you had to list like five the other day, but do you have any more?
1: I mean, the other one that I didn't share that I that I have off the top of my little noggin here mm-hmm. is the fact about the penguins and the pebbles that isn't it penguins or is it otters it's, hold on hold on I'm looking it okay up. while while I find my other you my know, favorite fun fact
2: okay for some reason I have me and you I'm picturing both of us on 65 you're driving in your jeep and you shared this fact with me <laughs> and I think it was an otter <laughs> but
1: now I'm trying to think what that it was sounds like appropriate for our friendship that I shared a random fun fact as yeah we were driving
2: we have the most random conversations and this definitely sounds like one that we've had and I vaguely remember it but now I can't okay well
1: and I can't even find the fact now but it's either penguins or otters and they carry like a pebble with them their whole life and then they Mm -hmm. give it to their soulmate when they find it
2: okay I think it was an otter I remember
1: (laughs) you talking about this one time and I think you told me it was an otter yeah, we're going to go with otter, because I don't think it's a penguin. I think it's an otter, and I think they've put in their little pouch thing, and they hold onto this pebble their entire life, and then when they finally... Find their soulmate, they gift them their pebble. I think that's the cutest thing. I've ever I know. Heard. I should have used it. Maybe I would have actually won.
2: I know. You would have won over the all the people who are like, oh, you would have won Amy over because she thinks things are really sweet. I mean,
1: I did win Amy over pretty much the whole time. You did. Eddie won by sympathy. Let's just, we're just going to put that in the universe. Yeah.
2: I. I <laughs> if I was in there voting, Morgan would have gotten all my votes and she would have won.
1: Okay. Well, besides fun facts, though, I also the listeners don't know you super, super well. So I mm-hmm. want you to share like some interesting things about yourself.
2: Um, So I always hate this question because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm that interesting of a person because I never know what to say. So sitting here, like trying to think of things. And there's one thing that um, it's really not fun. It's kind of odd and very annoying to my friends, but something <laughs> that I like to do if I'm watching a TV show I don't know why I do this, but I will always look up the ending before I get to the last episode.
1: We could be sitting and watching a movie and Hillary's like, I got to figure out what's going on. I'm like, don't tell any of us. Do not look that up. And I won't tell anybody. That's the thing. I'm like, why
2: does it annoy you? I don't tell you. But I don't know if it's like an anxious thing or... A curiosity thing. I have no idea why I do it. But I have to know. Like, Because I'm the type of person. If I'm watching a show and I love it. I will stay up until like 2 a.m. watching it. But I'm so tired. I'm going to look it up and see what happens. So I can go to bed and has know what happens. Has
1: there ever been a time that you didn't look something up?
2: Mm, yes, I'm sure there has been. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I've been. Actually, yes. A show I was watching recently. Because one of my friends challenged me To do it. And I can't think of now what that show was called. (laughs) I think it was on Amazon. Wait, so you
1: watched Avengers Endgame when it came out. Did you look up what happened before you went to that movie? Oh, no,
2: because I went day of. So, I mean, I know some people could have posted spoilers, but there was no way to post spoilers. So that would be one that you didn't do. Okay, yeah, which I'm not going to give a spoiler here, but I bawled my eyes out. And like during the movie, when I was driving home, I was still crying in the car. So I think, too, I like to mentally prepare for things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't mentally prepare that that was going to be so sad. And if I would have known that, I may not have cried. Like I was I was crying and the man next to me was like. Oh my gosh, you need to like chill out. And Morgan Massingale <laughs> was with me and she had to give me her napkins from her nachos
1: that she had been using. And I was I was just not okay. Hey, to be fair, it was very emotional. I understand completely. But it does sound like you kind of compartmentalize your emotions when it comes to movies and TV shows.
2: I guess I do. I feel like this is a therapy session. This right now.
1: is also how you enjoy you are really obsessed with like serial murder things.
2: Oh my gosh, I am, which you don't watch None any, of it. any mm. crime show. So I can't come in and talk to Morgan about things, but I have this weird, somebody told me I was strange for saying this. Cause I don't mean I'm like super fascinated in it. Like I'm ever going to do something to somebody one day, but I do find it fascinating serial killers, how they get away with stuff for so long. And I do like to find out what their motives are or the types of people they go after because I like to be aware of things. And so I feel like watching that stuff and researching it, I'm learning stuff for myself and how to be safe and what to look around for and my surroundings and, you know, make sure your door's locked and I sleep with a knife under my bed now. (laughs) Like,
1: Yeah, let me just point out too (laughs) that I'm a very paranoid person. I'm very aware of my surroundings always, but Hillary is 10 times the paranoia that I am because she watches these shows. Yes, should I tell my, I've never shared this publicly, what I did in Publix
2: that one time. Do you remember? Oh my gosh. Yes. This is the best <laughs> story. Okay. I've never shared this. This happened like a month and a half ago. So I was in Publix and this was right after we had an attempted kidnapping in Nashville. It was a girl who was our age. She was running, attempted kidnapping. So I'm already like on edge. And after my serial killer shows, like I am on edge, but that really just set me off. So I'm in the grocery store and I was looking at some sauces and I noticed this girl next to me. The only reason I noticed is because I was kind of taking a few minutes and I turned to apologize to her. And I noticed this man like lingering around and I thought it was a little odd. But I was like, you know what, whatever. He like was acting like he was looking at a shelf and then he was looking back at her. Very odd. So I was like, okay, that's kind of strange. Well, then I went down another aisle and she was down that aisle and the man Turn down the aisle to follow her. So he was clearly following her. And I was like, my girl radar just went off. And I was like, I have to help this girl. Like, I need to tell her and make sure she's aware. So they, we were up at the cash cash registers and he was carrying some flowers and he was going to the register to get in line. And she was in the bread aisle. So I go to her and I said, hey, I just want to make sure you're OK. And right at that moment, I realized who she was. I recognized her and we were wearing masks, but I recognized her and it's not like I could walk away in that moment. I had to finish the conversation (laughs) and I was like, I think that man is following you. And she looked at me and she was like, oh yeah, like he's supposed to be, he's my bodyguard. It was Savannah Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best. And she was like, I have a stalker. And so that man's my bodyguard and he's paid to follow me. And I felt so bad and so embarrassed. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to go check out now.
1: But to be totally fair, had you not done that and you left and you wouldn't have said anything to her, you would have thought about it forever. Yes. And wish you would have. So, like, it's always better safe than sorry. Yeah. And I'm the person who,
2: like, will – I want to make sure everybody's okay. So if I see a girl in trouble, I'm going to make sure she's okay. Like, I don't want something to happen because I will feel bad and I will think about it. I'm thinking about something right now that happened – three years ago and I still wonder if that girl's okay (laughs) so I don't know I just I'm like that and I don't know if it's because of my serial killer show obsession but I
1: I mean I'm not gonna say they relate because I'm not an expert on anything but I kind of have a feeling they relate I think so for sure just in some weird way (laughs) which is why I won't watch them because you know when you live by yourself you're like I don't want things to happen and then I'm freaked out and then things happen and then you're like yeah, heightened security and for no reason. Yes. I know I've like called the police before. I'm like, I heard a noise. There was something. Oh yeah, I call my parents and I'm like, hey, uh, I
2: hear something and it doesn't sound good. If my roommate's out of town, I sleep with our bar stool in front of our door, which I have an alarm. So I'm like, I don't know what the bar stool is going to do, but it makes me feel better.
1: Oh, and I thought I was bad. I think I think you win. I think I you think take so the too. cake for the paranoia, <laughs> but also being very Aware of everything in your life. So, and for other people, too, not just yes, myself. Aware for other people. Very much so. Well, that was a fun story and a story that you guys just heard for the first time. Yes. That I have heard for a while and I thought it was amazing. It was too embarrassed so to share. So I'm really glad you just shared that story. <laughs> yes. But here is Eddie and I facing each other off for Fun Fact Friday.
6: Number six. Just segments of spinoff. You know how friends and they had Joey for a while. Mm-hmm. That, that failed. But we're going to do this. <laughs> it's the Fun Fact Friday off. Today, it is our champion, Producer Eddie,
1: yeah!
6: versus our challenger today, Morgan number 2.
1: Woo, you're you, going down, Eddie. Okay,
6: you each get five fun facts. The person with the most points wins. Hit that song. Fun
3: Fact Friday.
6: Yeah! All right, up first, our champion, Eddie. You have uh, fact number five.
3: Number five.
7: Guys, did you know, since we're all American here, the average American will eat around 35,000 cookies in their lifetime? That's a lot of cookies. All right, Morgan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Bobby, you like to play basketball. Did you know that the U.S. Supreme Court has its own private basketball court? And it has a nickname, the highest court in the land. Oh, which oh, one's more sh-
6: fun? We have like three judges, me, Amy, and Lunchbox. Lunchbox, what you got? Basketball court.
5: Yeah, Morgan number two. Mm.
6: I'm going to go Morgan number two. Right. One point, Morgan number <laughs> Eddie, yours kind of was awful. I guess you guys don't like cookies. No, but uh, when people I mean, go, what? did you know that 74 million wings were consumed on a Tuesday last February? Are you serious? I don't know the di- I don't know what. Yeah, is that crazy? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Number four. All right, Morgan, you won. You're next.
1: Okay. Well, we like to communicate by talking. Lobsters have bladders on either side of their heads, so the way they communicate with each other is by urinating on each other.
6: Whoa. Out of their heads? Yep. They pee out of their heads? Yeah. That's the more fun at fact. Out each other. You buried the headline. All right. Um, lobsters pee when they talk. All right? Dang, that was pretty cool. Eddie?
7: So what do these people, celebrities that you know, have in common? Jeff Bezos, Rachel McAdams, Fred Durst, Sharon Stone, Jay Leno, Seal, and Pink. Bones, guess. Hmm. They were all members of Creed. <laughs> no. no. They all worked at McDonald's at one point in their life. Jeff
6: Bezos worked at McDonald's. Isn't that yes. crazy?
7: Wow! You probably took an order. You probably gave Jeff Bezos your order. And you didn't even know it.
6: Well, wow. I don't well, know about not. that, but
7: still. <laughs> okay, Seal. Sharon Stone was
6: working there. Dang, that's crazy. That's a good McDonald's commercial. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Most fun.
4: Uh, lobsters peeing out of their head or <laughs> lunchbox? Man, this is a tough one. That peeing out of the head made me laugh. The McDonald's is cool. But I'm gonna pee it out the head. Amy?
5: Yeah, Morgan number two. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
6: All right. I'm gonna go Morgan number two as well. Couldn't <laughs> give me a sympathy vote there, Bum. Eddie, you're just we're just having fun with you All right. That's neat, but it's fun Fact Friday. <laughs> it's not neat Fact Friday. Yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Number three. Morgan.
1: Okay. We all use toothbrush and toothpaste. There's a name for the blob of toothpaste that sits on your toothbrush. You ready for it? Yeah. It's called a nurdle.
6: Okay with that yeah, dramatic right. laugh. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not, I never it wanted. It. I, it. It. I, I, okay, I, <laughs> I just the
5: name is funny yeah. to me, okay. and Naruto. now I'm gonna be able to say that to my kids. Like, go nurdle up your toothbrush.
6: <laughs> well, now you're making it more fun when you put <laughs> kids in it. Nurdle up, Eddie.
7: <laughs> all right, so we've all eaten egos, right? So egos were invented in 1953. <laughs> they were called frozzles. Did you know that? It's
6: <laughs> a
0: funny word. Yeah. Yeah. Frozzles
7: <laughs> because they were frozen waffles. So frozzles, but that instead because uh, the taste testers were like, this tastes more like eggs. Weird. Let's call it Eggos.
1: Mine's still called a nurdle, by the way.
7: No.
4: <laughs> Wait, a fro... A, so what's the end of your fun fact? That it was called Frozzle, but they named it
6: after eggs. Yeah. yeah it was awful, but it was named after eggs.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you call them a- Eggos now because Frozzle. they taste more like eggs. If
6: we're just going by fun, Frozzle or nurdle. I think I like Frozzle as a word. Listen, they both are pretty dumb. But I'm going to go with Eddie because I Yeah,
7: thank you. I need a point. Amy?
5: I mean, I'm playing with Mark. Never you laughed about. really
4: hard at that one. <laughs> Lunch uh, you know want well, Eddie, you need one bigger your confidence. Thanks, dude. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you so much.
7: <laughs> <laughs> All right, two to one. Thank All right, you, uh, Go ahead. Number two. Eddie, your second fun fact. Guys, blue whales, they're humongous, but they are so big that a human our size can swim through their largest veins and arteries. We can swim through their yeah. veins? Wow. Can you imagine swimming through a blue whale's veins? That's, That's how big they are.
6: That's wild to think about. Yeah, I know. And, it, and it's kind of fun, huh? That may be one of the most fun facts in a long time. Come on! They can, we can literally swim in a vein? Yes, of a blue whale. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Morgan.
1: All right. Armadillos. Do you see one across your street? Don't try and shoot it because their shells are bulletproof. A what? Texas man found what? this out because Negative. he shot at an armadillo and it ricocheted off the armadillo and hit him back. Uh, oh, my gosh. Probably
6: shot him with a BB gun. <laughs> yeah, that's <sorry>, probably not. <laughs> uh, okay, we got, that's good, though. I, I like that one. Um, Amy.
5: I mean, I guess Come on, Amy. I'll vote for Come Eddie on, once. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe we'll see what the last one yeah, is. Vote with your heart here. I Vote with my heart. Okay, Morgan, number Do <laughs> you, really, you really want to shoot an armadillo? No, I didn't know they were. I didn't Shooting know sh- an armadillo no. is
6: more fun to you than, than, than the, the bulletproof it's, it's, part it's, than it's swimming in a, a, a uh, as whale's vein?
5: As someone who also delivers fun facts, the fun fact is more so that the armadillo shell is bulletproof. That's like, I had no idea. Not that not you that I want a, to shoot.
6: Whale's vein. Yeah, you yeah, can, can swim in it.
5: Isn't the the whale's throat so narrow maybe humans can't even get through the throat? That That's not that's
6: my that's my fact. fun fact. I'm going Eddie Whale Vein. Thank you. Know.
4: <laughs> Lunchbox. It's not even close. It's the vein. Like I the, thought so, too. Oh. Thank you, guys.
6: All right, we're going down to the final fun
4: fact for the yeah. championship.
6: Here we go.
3: Number one.
7: Oh, guys, you're going to love this. The average fart travels at the speed of seven miles per hour. That's fast. That's fun. Okay. Come on. Lunch, Morgan. that's for you.
1: That's not even fair. I feel like I just lost the guys. <laughs> okay. High heels were actually made for men. When high heeled shoes first came into fashion in the 10th century, they were intended for men. And it wasn't even until the 18th century that women started wearing them.
6: All right, fun fact <laughs> off.
4: Amy.
1: Morgan. Lunchbox. <laughs> what? That's ben, ridiculous.
4: Ben. See, this is tough. This is tough. Eddie's a One fun fact. Top. Lunchbox. She... Give it to
5: him. Eddie. Yeah! <laughs> it was about a a fart. Wait, are Eddies fair. again?
6: The fart travels seven miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, Did so you funny. know that, Amy?
5: I did not. But I also How didn't know high heels were invented. Okay, oh, it comes down to my vote. Come yes. on,
7: bones fart. Right. Here's think the thing. It.
5: I don't give. A, I don't care about high heels.
6: But I don't care that really much about farts either. But think about but it. Which one did I smile but, more at? I got to go, Eddie. Yeah! Eddie! Yeah! He's two and zero. Oh, the Woo! fun fact, dog. Next week yeah he'll on. be facing Raymundo. And fun fact, dog. Yeah! All right, play Eddie's song. Congratulations.
3: <laughs> there he is. How do you feel,
7: Eddie? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Oh! oh.
1: It's the
3: best bits of the week with Morgan number 2.
1: This week on the show, Bobby got called out by a listener. She had read in his book that he was going to have a specific person as his groomsman at the wedding and as his best man. So that obviously didn't happen because we learned that Eddie is his best man now. So she called him out on it. It was really funny, but he also explained why that happened, why everything has changed in his life since writing his first book. So this segment's really cool, but before we get into it, Hillary, have you ever been a bridesmaid? I have. I think three times? Three times, yeah. Have you? That's a lot of I mean, yeah, I've been a one... Twice for both my sisters.
2: Oh yeah, one was my sister and then the other two were my two childhood best friends.
1: A lot of people getting married in your life. Oh,
2: I mean, this was like, the last time I was a bridesmaid, I think was in like five years ago.
1: Did you ever experience any like bridezilla moments?
2: No. Thank the Lord. My two friends and my sister, my sister was so chill just about everything. And so are both of my best friends. Like there was no, there was nothing. I mean, one of my friends, she would get like upset about things, but not at us. Like she got married in a church and they <laughs> they wouldn't allow her to have secular music. And so she was kind of, she was very upset Wait, about that. Can you that. please
1: explain what secular music is? Oh.
2: So secular music would be non-Christian music like Okay so
1: anything that isn't yeah,
2: Christian Yeah so music. if it's got not it. like a hymn or you know a Christian song it's not allowed to be played at this church. Okay. And she was very upset about it. Like she almost wanted to change venues, but the reason she didn't was because her husband's parents got married there so it was kind of like a thing for her husband. So what she ended up doing is she walked down the aisle to an instrumental of Beyonce song Halo. And the church never knew. They didn't know it was I a mean, Beyonce it was song.
1: Technically a hymn if it's an instrumental, right?
2: Um, I mean not really,
1: but <laughs> we'll go with it. <laughs> I'm like relating the two and it doesn't even count. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so no Bridezilla moments, but did you learn no. anything from these weddings that you don't want to have at yours? If I ever get
2: married, um You will get married yeah, maybe one day. need a guy to come along. Um, uh-huh. something I've learned. I feel like just relax and enjoy the day because there are so many things that are out of your control. In that same wedding, we were the bridesmaids. We were all sent down the aisle at the wrong time. Like, you know how the groomsmen come out first, and yes. then you're supposed to walk down. Oh, no, we were sent out first. So all the groomsmen come out and look at us like, why are y'all all all, all standing here? And the bride (laughs) was like, oh, my gosh, like freaking out, not happy about it. But that's something that's out of your control. And guess what? The wedding was great and it was perfect. So I feel like there's no need to be a bridezilla or a groomzilla because really the day is about you and your husband getting married. And that's all it should be. Your friends and family are there. You're having fun. So I don't know. I've just learned that. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and you have no control. So,
1: I don't know. So, reminding yourself to stay in the moment, hopefully.
2: Yes, stay present and don't worry about the small things. Don't worry that, you know, you
1: asked for white napkins and they gave you pink like okay so when you do get married and we're gonna be best friends in and you're not staying in the moment i'll be like hillary i'm gonna play this out you're like you told me you wanted to stay in the moment so here i am as your Lord,
2: reminder. man this is being recorded yeah when the napkins are the wrong color morgan's gonna be like uh hillary remember that one time back at whatever today's date is in 2021 when you said this
1: but yeah. you know what it's gonna make you laugh and you'll smile and then you will probably forget about it so exactly that's what i'm here for totally agree okay and we also have some really big weddings coming up. We have Mike D's wedding. We have Bobby's wedding. Are you like so excited? Are you nervous? I'm so
2: excited. Okay, I'm nervous about Mike D's because I'm actually kind of in it. I'm reading the scripture and I haven't been told what I'm reading yet, which is fine. Like it's going to be no biggie. But I i am actually terrified I haven't told him or his fiance Kelsey this but I'm terrified of like being in front of people do you not like speaking in front of people I used to be great at it but I had one bad experience and so now I'm like ugh it it stresses me out so I really need to know Kelsey what verses I'm reading so I can start <laughs> practicing um but yeah I'm I'm really excited for both of them. More nervous for Mike's because I'm actually having to get up in front of people. Like, even this morning I was thinking, because I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. And I was thinking, when I'm walking up there, what if, like, my dress is tucked in my underwear, like, my hair's messed up in the back and well, I don't know it. I won't let it. that
1: happen. I'll be there.
2: Well, you're going to have to sit, like, right next to me. And when I stand up, you just make sure. What if I have, like, a sweat stain well, on the back no, of I my got, dress? I got you. I've, I thought about all this this morning. So... I'm just nervous about being in front of people and there just being something wrong. I, I, because you can't mess up the word of God. Like, that's just not okay. You can't, you can't mess it up. And so, what if I do? But technically,
1: I would believe that God could say, yes, you can mess up and you are very able to make mistakes.
2: And I'll be okay. I'll just be, you know what? I'm just gonna start over.
1: <laughs> and that's okay too. Forget what I just said. I'm over. The starting day will over. be filled with so much love, especially yeah. Kelsey and Mike. They're it's so madly be so in much love fun. that yeah. there's gonna be so much love in that room. It's not even gonna nobody's gonna even if you mess something up, nobody's gonna be like, Oh my gosh, this happened.
2: Exactly. And we're gonna have fun. Like we're rooming together. We have a group of people rooming together and it's just gonna be such a fun day. So Yeah, all
1: the single ladies will be sticking together for yes. both weddings
2: <laughs> this is true <laughs> yeah we didn't get plus ones for either one which even if we did I w- there's nobody I would have invited I would have been like I don't want I I don't want plus ones because I'm not going to bring anybody yeah I've never brought a plus one to a wedding ever like ever
1: I have I have a few times but I will I mean I will say unless like I'm in a really dead serious relationship weddings are weddings are a little weird for me I agree to like bring somebody I mean I'm yeah. Kind of dating somebody right now, mm-hmm. but like, unless I were to be dating somebody for like a very long time, seriously, I don't feel like they need to come to weddings. I just feel like that puts a lot of pressure on a relationship. I agree. And it elevates the entire situation instead of it just being like, "Hey, we're just dating. We're having fun. Life's happening." Mm-hmm. And you know, after you hit a year mark, I feel like a year mark is a safe bet to bring them to a wedding. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. That's kind of like- how I feel. Or like, I mean you know 6 months if you're like really dead serious and you're already like talking about marriage and moving in or whatever
2: yeah then that's but
1: that's acceptable maybe that's when maybe that's when it's like official so when you start talking about living together and like getting married and stuff maybe that's when you're like okay I'll bring you around like my entire family friends everybody cuz it also could be a wedding where you bring people to friends from like 20 years ago and you're mm-hmm. like I have no idea how this
2: is going to go right you know and it's the first person or first time that person's meeting everybody and it's not like you can go around controlling all the conversations that are happening or,
1: you know, I don't know. There's just so many things, so. Well, and you have to pay so much money, too, to go, especially when they're destination weddings. Destination. Or, like, they have to come into town. You know, all the things. Yes. Like, that's added expenses for somebody who doesn't even know the bride or groom.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've never thought about that, actually. So, if I were invited to a wedding, which... I won't be. But if I were and I didn't know the bride and groom and I had to pay, I'm going to be like, you can go on your own. Like, have fun. Yeah. I'm staying behind. I ain't paying that. I'm cheap, though. Well,
1: but see, I feel like you would pay for it if it's somebody that you're really serious about. That's my mm-hmm. whole point. I would suggest a cheaper option. If it's cheaper driving, we're driving. Well, yeah, but you'd still <laughs> find a way to try and go. You yeah, know, I would try like, to go. and you'd you yeah. figure it out. But otherwise, I mean, having to pay for flights and. Odels hotels and, stuff, and you're like I don't even know who these people are yeah that's too much yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. I agree with you so on that. six months maybe a year or just maybe whenever you're like official yeah. in your relationship you should be bringing your plus one because otherwise you can go and have like a girls night at the wedding which is what Hillary and I are doing that's what we're going yeah
2: for both weddings we're gonna have so much fun I wonder if they're both gonna do like um like arrange like the seating charts Ooh. Situations? Are we going to meet other like single people? Oh, maybe I didn't even think about that. I was thinking, I hope we're sat together, but I would assume they'd sit <laughs> You're like, together. I hope we
1: sit together. And I'm like, is
2: there other single people? <laughs> I mean, what if I got put at a table where I didn't know anybody? I'd be like, uh, just I sitting feel here like eating. like in
1: both cases we would end up next to each other.
2: Yeah, I don't think that either one of them would do that to us. But now that you say that, if Caitlin or Kelsey are listening to this and you know some single people come into your wedding...
1: Just go ahead and put them at mine and Morgan's table.
2: As long as you approve, like you've vetted these people yes. and they're good ones. Go ahead and put them at our table. Yeah, as long
1: as they're good. If they're bad, don't put them near us. No. But I don't think they have bad friends. So I don't think clear. so. I was just
2: thinking like, I don't think they're going to invite bad people to their
1: wedding. So
2: we have nothing to worry about. We're okay.
1: Oh, man. Okay. Well, that that was fun. We just got like a lot of updates there on a whole lot of things. Oh, Yes. But here you go. Listen to Bobby reveal another one of his groomsmen this week and talk about why said groomsman is not the best man.
3: Number five, Carly
6: in Missouri. Carly, how are you? Thank you for calling the show.
1: I'm good. How are you, Bobby?
6: Doing pretty good. What can I help you with?
2: Well, I've been a longtime listener, but I'm a little bit late to your Bare Bones book. I'm just starting reading it. And it's kind of cool to hear your life way back then, because I've been listening for years, but you talked about how if you ever got married, your best man would for sure be your friend, Courtney. So,
1: I just thought that was funny. Wanted to kind of call you out on that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, my best man is not Courtney. I will uh, Breaking news. Courtney is a groomsman, but he is not best man. I wrote that book probably five or six years ago, and although Eddie was one of my best friends then, I think Eddie has now pulled ahead in the power rankings to number one. I didn't realize that you wrote that in that book. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I guess I probably wrote it seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you were probably two or three then. Sure. But now Eddie has pulled up to a strong number one. Courtney's obviously still up there, but he lives in Houston now. And we see each other about once a year. So Courtney is a groomsman, but he is not best man. Although I did write in the book, and when, I think when I told him, <laughs> well, I met him, he was in Oklahoma at the time. And I went and I was like, hey, Caitlin and I are in Tulsa, where she lives in Fort Gibson. And he was somewhere else. And I said, hey, uh, he was in Oklahoma City. He so said, meet us in whatever. And I give him his watch and has his name you know, inscribed on it. And I say, like, hey, man, I want you to be a groomsman. And I think he was excited, but he was like, wait, I'm not the best man. <laughs> He's like, but in the book <laughs> it says. You promised, man. He opens the book. Page 132 says I'm the best man. Um, uh, yes. Yes, Carly. Thank you for calling that out because a lot of people have hit me on DM about that. But he is a groomsman, but he is not the best man. That goes to Eduardo, my friend here. That's funny. All right. Awesome. Thanks, all right. Bobby. Thank you very much. Hope you have a great day. You too. Bye-bye.
3: Let's go. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan, number two.
1: This week on the show, we brought on Justin Moore. He dropped a new album. So he came on and talked all about it, plus a lot of other things his first radio single, his kids, all the things. And we always love when Justin Moore stops by. So here we go. This is Justin Moore.
3: Number four, the Friday Morning Conversation
6: with Justin Moore. Hey, this straight out of the country album that just came out. Is this a playoff straight out of Compton, straight out of everything? Or is it? <laughs>
8: I mean, is it? No, you know, it's funny. Somebody asked me that. The buddy of mine asked me that the other day. And I hadn't even thought about that um, until he had asked me. But um, that's a good idea. But no, I, I, it didn't come from that.
6: It was just the ALTA, O-U-T-T-A, where I was like, I wonder if this is what that is. But, okay, good to know. Hey, but nah.
8: <laughs> Justin's got a new record out today. You guys check it out. Um, is it eight, eight tracks? Is that what it is? It's eight new tracks, yeah, uh, nine total with uh, – uh, we didn't have much being um, an acoustic track as well as the full track that you guys have at radio. And just, uh, you know, in this world where we're trying to just give folks different stuff, different content – in so many different ways Uh, that song to me kind of lent itself to to a more simple track Um, not that the original is is super involved but um i don't know it just showcased the lyrics and we thought hey this would be cool to do something a little different
6: let's talk about live music for a second because uh you're back on the
8: road may 29th it looks like colorado springs man how excited are you to go to work again so excited man obviously it's um you know there's been so many difficulties on so many people throughout this this past 13 14 15 months whatever it's been and and certainly uh you know a lot more serious things than not getting to go play live music but that being said uh you know feel so blessed to have the opportunity to get back out there and we don't really know in what capacity it's going to be but in any capacity we're looking forward to it and i think uh, you know one of the lessons that i've learned out of many that i have learned throughout this whole thing is is not to take this for granted you know we all we all thought this was you know recession proof what we all get a chance to do go up on stage and play live music and and certainly that's been proven um, otherwise and so you know those those long runs where we get a little crispy and go golly man i I just need to get home for a couple of days and maybe we we just ain't feeling this show tonight or whatever there'll be a lot less of that and, and we'll never take it for granted again that's for sure
6: justin moore is on with us he's got a new record out today called straight out of the country um i was looking back at you know your history your first radio single came out in 2008 back that thing up it was co-written by Randy Hauser. Do you ever play that live, or have you,
8: have you just kind of stopped on that one? Yeah, that that one's Hauser's fault. Um, I like to blame that one on him. Um, you know, we hadn't played that in a long time, Bobby. Um, you know, that was the f- – I think that might have been the only single we hadn't gotten in the top 30 in our career. Um, and so, um, you know, I think some people would remember it, and I think it kind of did its job. It, it kind of uh, – It got us some um, attention early on in our career, which everybody's trying to get and and cut through the the noise, so to speak. Uh, And I think it kind of opened people up to my personality. I I don't take myself too serious, et cetera. But it just wasn't a huge radio hit. I think it went to 38 and went went back down in a hurry. (laughs) And so we hadn't played it in a while. And and fortunately, thanks to you guys at Country Radio – you know, we're at the point where we have to cut hits out of the, the, the show, which is just something that is just mind-blowing to me. And, you know, we signed our record deal 14 years ago, and the fact that we've continued this journey for this long uh, is a huge blessing. And and uh, I guess if we had to throw something else in there, we, we could throw that one in there, but um, I don't know. I we, we just haven't in a while.
6: If someone holds up a sign that says, play back that thing up does your band know it you can just launch into it or you just ignore the sign
8: <laughs> i don't know man to be honest with you i and when we played our first show you know after this long drought i didn't know if we'd know a, a damn thing to be to be quite honest with you it's, so i've been impressed that we've known anything uh but but that one would be a chore probably to remember your next song after that went number one
6: how different was it feeling when small town usa hit did it fly up the charts or did it also take a while
8: no no it took uh, almost a year I, i think at the time that it hit number one um it was a record at the time it was broken a couple times after that for how long it took and um you know those are a lot of sleepless nights because back then you know it was a whole different ball game if you have if you have a couple of misses on singles in a row uh, you lost your record deal um, nowadays you know labels tend to stick with you even for a couple two or three albums but back then you got a single or two and if you didn't if one of them didn't pop it was over and so i was i was thinking well if this one don't work we're in we're in major trouble and uh and fortunately for us it did it it like you said it it took a whole long time but um, you know the fact that it rung the bell for us regardless of how long it took you know set us on this path for sure i see you have a guitar over there beside you is that thing tuned up yeah it, well it was when i tuned it while ago if you're ever in a, a shot with me and i see a guitar i'm gonna
6: have you grab it give me a little just a little nugget of uh, small town usa i know i know a little bit of
8: it yeah
0: A lot of people called it prison When I was growing up These are my roots And this is what I love Cause everybody knows me And I know them And I believe that's the way We were supposed to live Wouldn't trade one single day small town usa give me a saturday night my baby by my side a little hank jr and a six pack of light no dirt road and i'll be just fine give me a sunday morning that's full of grace Simple laughing, I'll be okay here in small town. USA. Justin Moore.
3: Woo-hoo!
6: Hey so Justin, if you're somewhere and there's a guitar, do people ever just like look at you and go like come on man, just
8: grab that gu- come on, Justin, just grab that guitar and play a couple. <laughs> Bad everybody but my wife. She goes, do not grab that guitar. Because she knows I won't, she can't get it out of my hands. Jess, we were talking on the show recently about this dad and he had a a wedding fund for his
6: daughter and then she decided to elope. So he's just like, I'm going to spend the money on me and go, go have a vacation since you don't want the money for a wedding. Are you working on any sort of fun for your kids? You know, you have some girls. (laughs)
8: I got a whole bunch of kids. Uh, So, yeah, we we started all their college funds. Um, You know, my oldest is 11 and my youngest is three. So they all have college funds started. Wedding, I'll give you my my, uh, experience. My wife's parents who paid for our wedding said, we'll either give you X amount of money to start off um, and you guys can – you know just do some quick something and then you'll be kind of set up for a little while at the time we didn't have a a pot to pee in you know and um and of course we did this whole huge wedding and and right after the wedding we go man why, boy, it would be nice to have twenty thousand dollars to our name when we have two hundred now <laughs> uh, or whatever the amount was. So think about that long and hard if that's an offer. But I've never heard of the the dad of the bride uh, saying, you can, I'll either pay for this or, or give you this or I'm using it. That's a that's a new one.
6: Well, good to see you. I hope everybody
8: checks it out. Uh,
6: straight out of the country from Justin Moore. Uh, you know what's going to be good. If you love country music, that's your guy. Justin, good to talk to you, and hopefully I'll see you in real life real soon. Likewise, buddy. Whoopie.
3: It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan Number 2.
1: I really loved this moment on the show this week, and a lot of you guys did too. The fire chief from one of our Tell Me Something Good stories heard the Tell Me Something Good story on the radio and then called in to talk all about it. And I don't know about you, Hillary, but I got chills when he like, we were kind of giving them a hard time for like having to rescue guinea pigs. They were like, you know, is that a moment where you're kind of like, okay, do we go in there or do we not? And he was like, no, look, like we either we're going in no matter what and we're gonna hopefully save these animals or at least give the family closure. And just everything he said, like I was sitting there, my whole body had chills, like thinking about these firefighters risking their lives, not only for humans, but for all the crazy animals that we have in our lives. You know,
2: me and you are huge, huge animal lovers. And when I heard that, I was like, heck yeah, go in there and save those guinea pigs. I don't care what kind of animal it is. Like, please go in there and save them. I think that's so awesome. Um, But yeah, it was super cool that he was Listening to our show, and he called in at like the perfect moment. So, yeah, and yeah. he's like, Super what? Cool.
1: Wait, I think that's my fire department. Like, you're talking about us. me. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> love the story, but Super has cool. there have been another moment on the show. You and I have both worked for the show for several years now. Yeah. Has there been a moment on the show that you can recall, like, from the top of your head that gave you chills? So, this one's kind of like, it, it's sweet,
2: but it also kind of had like a sad moment to it. And I don't know why this stuck with me. Like it's so random, but um, I remember when Adam Hambrick came on the show, and I think it was his grandfather who had just passed. And the whole reason he was coming on the show was Bobby was surprising him that he was going to get to play on the Grand Ole Opry for the very first time. And he had his mom call in. Bobby had Adam's mom call in. And I wasn't sure what his reaction was going to be like, you know, some of these country guys, like they're tough and they're like, oh, we can handle whatever. But he started crying and I just got chills because he was talking about how, you know, that's something his grandfather would have loved to have seen. And I relate because my grandfather passed away when I was 14 and he never got to see me, you know, be in radio. And he always knew I wanted to move to Nashville and do something like this. And it just gave me chills to see that he was going to get that moment that his grandfather always wanted for him. He was going to get to play for the first time on the Grand Ole Opry and his family was going to get to come and his mom was on the phone. And I mean, I saw him afterwards kind of a little behind the scenes, but he was in Bobby's office after like FaceTiming with his wife, just crying still. And that moment, for some reason, just really stuck with me. And it just gave me chills because I'm like... To us, we thought, oh, it's just, you know, an artist, another artist announcement. We're going to tell him that he's performing at the Grand Ole Opry. I had no idea that it was going to have that much impact on me and a lot of our listeners. And it just, it gave me chills when I heard that. I
1: totally had forgotten about that moment until you just said it, but it was, it was a really emotional moment it was our show. It was
2: so emotional. And yeah. to get to
1: be a part of it too. You know, it wasn't even like we were just doing the announcement. We were part of that story for him.
2: And that's what's cool about our jobs is, um, you know, most people are like, oh, your jobs are so cool. You get to see celebrities and you get to meet them and talk to them. And, you know, that's just like one percent of our job. Like our job, we get to help so many people and we get to be a part of a lot of huge moments for people. And I think that is so cool. And those moments always stick with me. I never I never forget them like listener moments or artist moments like that like it's just it's so cool.
1: No, I love that. And I mean, I think it reminds me of the one that would be for me, which was also a really like sad time. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it was after the festival in Las Vegas, yeah. the shooting. And we had a lot of artists come in and perform, but there was one performance in particular that just like hit me in the gut and it was Mary Morris performing Love, first hate, love over hate. Or love, hate. I can't exactly remember the song title because I was crying so hard. I'm going to look it up while, while I'm talking I know, about this. I, I
2: totally blanked because I know what song you're talking
1: about. Dear Hate. Dear Hate. Yeah. Yes. Our shirts that we did were love yeah. over hate. That's yes. why I'm thinking of that. Yes. But yes. And she performed and it, it hit me in my gut. Like I just got chills again even thinking no. about it. Um, I cried. I mean I cried when I went home after that. That day was really heavy. Mm-hmm. And then for her to come in and perform a song that was just so emotionally wrecking, it was, it was a lot. So, I mean, but both moments, you know, inspired by sad things, but came out some really also really cool moments. Yeah. So I would encourage you guys to go watch both of those. They're all, all those kind of videos are up on bobbybones.com, but you might cry. I mean, you probably cried a
2: lot. Yes. But I think too, like, yes, they were sad, but in a way, both of those moments kind of brought healing Mm -hmm. like with Adam. That was probably, I don't know, like a little bit of peace for him in a hard time. And same with the Marin performance. That was right before I started the show, but I was working in the building. Um, But that probably brought a lot of peace for a lot of our listeners listening because that was such a heavy day for country music fans and everybody in Nashville and music really does heal like it's crazy I know people say that it's so cliche and can be cheesy but it really does it like brings a sort of peace for people and that's why I love it so much
1: Mm -hmm. no and it absolutely did I mean I I remember that entire show the few few days after that show like very vividly there's a lot of things that like when you're working in your day-to-day life you just kind of forget until somebody maybe brings it back up but this is one of those moments that just like yeah. I'll be sitting there sometimes and it just like comes front to mind again and I'm like wow that was really hard really difficult Very like heavy everything about it it w- like I just remember waking up to what we were seeing on the news mm-hmm. to what I had to start posting on social media like and it still to this day will make me cry yeah it's giving me chills
2: right now just even thinking about it cuz I remember where I was when I found out I was still awake I hadn't fallen asleep yet and I didn't sleep at all that night because I remember, you know, seeing all the the news on Twitter and I just could not believe it. I, I don't, I was just watching all of the, all the information they were finding out, like being tweeted, like live of, it was just crazy. I was watching videos and at that point you didn't know how many people had died or, you know, if, You just didn't know anything, so yeah, it was that was crazy and such a hard time for everybody.
1: Well, if you're, you know, you're you're feeling your emotions, I encourage you to go watch both of these things that happened on our show. But then, but before you do that, um, listen to this fire chief. He calls in, and it was just a really cool moment. He called in at the perfect time, and he shared his side of a story that you know we otherwise talk about good stories every day. So yeah, listen to this, get the chills. I promise you'll love
3: it. Number three. Let's go.
6: Good morning welcome to the show we got a good one let me say this first morning studio morning. morning let me go over to indiana where on the phone is fire chief robert wanting to talk about uh tell me something good that he heard on the show hello fire chief robert welcome to the program
9: hey bobby how are you doing this morning
6: doing pretty good thank you for calling what would you like to say
9: well we were uh, sitting out in a debate if i in the fire station and was listening to amy tell me something good and we just caught the tail end of it i think you we were talking about our fire department where we uh, went on a run, where a little 10 year old alerted to her family that there was a fire there. Uh, we got there, we were able to make a grab of two guinea pigs and save them. And uh, it was just, it was pretty awesome to hear our names mentioned up there because of the bravery of this little 10 year old. Um, that was just pretty awesome. I just wanted to say thanks for that.
6: Wait, that was your fire department?
5: Yeah. Y'all saved S'mores and Scarlet? Yes,
6: yes,
9: S'mores and Scarlet. <laughs> An ironic name for one of them, obviously. That's what I said. come on.
5: That's
6: so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, the story, if you missed the story, mm-hmm. a little girl in Indiana saved her family when a fire broke out in their garage. Her name was Anna. She's 10. She was getting ready for school. There was a strange noise coming from the garage. And so the family were like, oh, crap. And, but they didn't grab their pets. Luckily, Hunter Town Fire Department, and that's where you're from, right, Fire Chief Robert? That is correct. There we are. Yeah. That's right.
5: That's right. Yeah. Is this the chief? Like at the end, I shared a quote. How Robert you like, Boren. Yes. This
6: is Fire Chief Robert Boren yes. from the story. We got somebody yes. famous on the phone. We wow.
5: wow. I, I loved your quote of just reminding people that if someone senses something's not right, like lean into that. I'm paraphrasing, but you know what I mean.
9: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's amazing. Sometimes we want to blow things off and sometimes our children are more intuitive about what's going on around us than what we are. So we just need to listen up and pay attention and everyone can get out safe. Did you know this story made the news? So I I put it on Facebook, and then it kind of made local news, but I didn't know it made national news. And all of a sudden, I'm listening to Bobby Bones, and I'm like,
5: Holy cow, that's, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. This is awesome. Hey, I know. How about so this? Cool.
6: How, who who was on this call? How many, uh, like, what guys were out there saving s'mores and?
9: Scarlett. Uh, actually, the crew that's working today, ironically. So uh, there was a big group of us, and there was about two other departments that joined us also. So uh, it was a big group effort. Well, how
5: many people are in your crew that are working today that were there?
9: Uh, today, there's actually five of us. Perfect.
6: Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, the five that are there with you right now, you plus five. Um, we're going to send you guys some Pimp and Joy stuff to your firehouse, um, because we just appreciate what you do, that you listen to the show, that you went in and saved these animals, what you do every day. Like, let's not let that be lost too. Like mm-hmm. you guys are risking your lives. So we're going to send, we're going to put send you on hats. hold. Yeah. We'll send some hats, um, and just appreciate you. We'll put you on hold, get your address and send some stuff to the fire
9: station. How's that? Well, we it. Thank you so much. This is awesome. We really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, sharing the story.
6: Dang. Yeah, thank great. you. Like, I feel like somebody famous called in. Like, I this know. Is, honestly, this is cooler than when Tim McGraw calls us, let's be honest. <laughs> right!
5: <laughs> yeah. Because no. when we tell me something good, we do, when we do it, tell me something good, like obviously we really are shouting these people out, but the fact that the people we're shouting out actually hear it, mm-hmm. that's awesome
7: now remember after the tell me something good though we question whether it's worth going in to save a guinea i remember, pig. That. I remember that you remember that
5: no I, well let's ask him so how did y'all feel about he's that he's here
6: let's ask him did you were you like a guinea pig
5: and rabbits well, too
9: know, so at first we were like man we don't know if there's much hope but you know we still have to try because if anything the family can have closure if it wasn't successful when we found him we found out that they were alive The tears of joy that were running down these little girls' face, the dad like hooting and hollering and and just screaming at the top of his lungs out of excitement. Um, You know, it might just be guinea pigs to someone else, but for that family, it was everything. And that's why we do what we do. It's not uh, the small things or the minute things, it's because for someone, that's a major thing. So we have to do whatever we can for anyone at all times.
6: Dang. Dang, I wish I wouldn't have questioned the guinea pigs. <laughs> Right,
5: I know. And I know, wasn't I was
6: saying it, not say I just wonder if the guys were like, we got to go on for a guinea pigs? Excuse me, boss. Well,
5: yeah, he just said they I were know. like, ooh, mm, but also, i got to say, is that the first time y'all have ever administered oxygen to a little tiny animal like that?
9: Uh, we've done it for cats and dogs, but we've never never done it for guinea pigs. Love and, it. Uh, it works. Well, let us say it's
6: been a real treat, a real honor to hang out. Do you still have the goatee? I'm looking at pictures of you right now. You have a cool fireman goatee. Do you still have that?
9: Oh yeah, of course. I can't lose that. I'm a firefighter. I That's agree. I like when I
6: see that. a firefighter, he better have some facial hair, or I'm worried. All right, hey, appreciate you. Thank you for doing what you do every day. We're gonna put you on hold real quick, Ray, and we'll get his information. Uh, there he is. So tell oh, me yeah. something good comes alive. Hope you have a great morning. Thank you for calling.
3: Thank
5: you. You too. All right. Well, how cool is that? I love it. What That's a way to so start cool. the day. Mm-hmm. Let's
3: go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan Number Two.
1: All right, well, coming in at number two, we had a feud happen with Bobby and an artist. An unexpected feud. We didn't really anticipate that this was going to happen when we originally put out the dumbest hits list, okay? We put out this list. We're like, hey, these are cool songs, but also kind of dumb. That was the whole point of it. Well, you know, Baha men saw that their song was number one, and they were not a fan. So a feud broke out kind of. I mean, they just kind of tweeted at Bobby and said something, which you can see on the blog at bobbybones.com, and you can hear it kind of in this segment. But Hillary, I want to know, what do you think is the dumbest song?
2: I feel so bad even saying this because I know she got bullied for it, and this is nothing personal at all towards her. I have no issues with her, but Friday by Rebecca Black. Oh It's
1: Friday, Friday Gotta get down on Friday Friday. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Which is, like, crazy, too, because it's so catchy. Like, it's stuck in my head. But it's dumb. Every time I write Friday, I'm like, Friday, Friday. Like, it's stuck in my head. Whatever. What is
2: it? Is it, um, oh, how does it go? It's like party and party or party and party and (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the whole thing is, yes, it's catchy. But if you really sit down and look at the lyrics, like, yeah, just not good. But I do feel bad she got bullied for that.
1: Yeah. No, that's never good. I mean, there's one thing to say. It's not, you know. It's a dumb song, but it's another yeah. to like, no really to go, go like, people for it.
2: Yeah. What's your dumb
1: song? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's Ricky. She Bangs. Oh, yeah. No. I just think, it's, I mean, like, he repeats She Bangs, She Bangs over and over again. And I'm like, what was the purpose of this song? That's what I don't understand. Like, I don't.
2: I feel like I'm always the naive person though, who doesn't un- who doesn't understand things. But yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I one. I have
1: no doubt that it meant to be like some kind of NSFW song that you know yes, people I'm sing sure. and whatever. And it is catchy, you know. She bangs, like it'll get stuck in your head if you listen to it. But it's really stupid. Does it have other lyrics in it besides that? Um, you know, let's look them up. She bangs. It's Ricky Martin lyrics. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's, there's a lyrics. bunch, but. I mean, I believe it is in another language. Oh, so we. Oh, okay. That's yeah, dangerous he's, territory he's to get in. Rican. So, because
2: we don't know what they're talking about and what they're saying. Yeah,
1: I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. will tell you a funny story. When I was in an Uber, this is pre pandemic. Oh, Lord. And I was really, really obsessed. Let me see if I can find it. Katy Perry and. Oh, what's his name? Oh, Mr. Miami. What's his name? Pitbull. Pitbull. Yeah, I was like. Why do we keep doing this? Like, we know these things,
2: but when you're put on the spot, you can't think of
1: them. There was a song that, and now I'm not going to remember it. I mean. Like Katy Perry and Pitbull did together? So Pitbull had originally, I believe it was Pitbull, had originally done the song, and then Katy Perry did like a new version with him on it. Yeah. Positive. It was one of these songs that had like Spanish and English in it, right? Okay. And it was my favorite song. I had it on repeat at the time, like on every song. So I was in the Uber and he's like, you want to hear any song? I was like, yes, this song. This is my favorite song. Well, he spoke Spanish. And so I was like, hey, can you translate this song for me? Because I oh, really don't know what I'm no. singing. <laughs> and he translated it. You know, Morgan was a little drunky on this drive home. And I was like, when I got home and I was like, I probably shouldn't have asked that poor man to translate oh, this song. Oh my gosh,
2: poor guy! I'm just like picturing the awkwardness right now, and that poor man.
1: <laughs> to be fair, he was laughing. Like he was laughing at me okay, because good. I'm like drunk, and I'm like, "Hey, can you translate, can you translate this, this song?" This song? It, oh, it, I knew most of it because I knew the English parts, and I did know a few of the Spanish words, but. There was just a few of them in there where I was like, hey, I really don't know. If you don't mind, I just want to make sure I'm not like saying anything bad is really what I was right. worried about. I
2: understand that.
1: Yes. But it had never occurred to me until I was sitting there drunk in an hmm. Uber that I should probably understand what the lyrics are.
2: I really want to know what song it was now. I
1: know. I It's somewhere on here. I mean, just search Pitbull. I'm going to be honest with you. I have a fascination with Spanish songs like I will listen to them when I work out. Not even kidding. Oh, that's you. cool. Like I they give me such good energy. They're very like upbeat and very happy. Like yes.
2: they could be singing about something very depressing. And again, we don't know. But it's they're just happy songs. Like they do put you in a good mood when you hear them.
1: Yes. And I'm 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 gonna be so mad at myself because I'm gonna remember this at some point. It's gonna come on and be like, yes, this is about It's one. not the JLo one, is it? I don't know. This is gonna bother me for days. I'm gonna find it and be like, this. Oh yeah, it was. It's Katy Perry. And Daddy Yankee, it wasn't Pitbull, Katy Perry, and Daddy Yankee, and it's called Con Calma. You probably heard it because if you've been in the car with me at the point that I love this song, I listened to it for like three months straight. I can't think of it, that song. Maybe it'll be one of my. I do my like little daily walks on Instagram and add a new song. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Maybe one. I'll add it. But yeah, it was that song. <laughs>
3: So like boom,
0: boom no lesson
1: learned, don't ask a stranger to translate something for you. No, yeah, that was probably not a good idea. And I this poor man, too, if I remember correctly, I don't even think he was, like, fluent in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But he was like, oh, yeah, good song. But he kind of looked at me funny when I said it was my favorite song. <laughs> so that's why I was like, can you, did, did I say something bad? Did I do something wrong? Like, I was really concerned <laughs> that I had, like, done something. And he was like, no, no, no. But... It's a little dirty. (laughs) Oh, bless. Oh, bless. Awkward. Yeah. So that's what I do when I'm drunk in Ubers pre pandemic. I'm sure it's only going to get worse when this all comes back and I can be drunk in Ubers again. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap on that because you guys don't need to hear any more of my drunk (laughs) stories. We'll move on. (laughs) Here is Bobby talking about his potential feud with the Bahamas.
3: Number
6: two the feud that no one expected in the world of pop culture. Uh, me versus the Baja Men. <laughs> Did you guys see this? No. Awesome. What happened? Well, this is what happened, and I don't. I wasn't mean anything bad by it. I listed the five dumbest songs of all time. I don't think being having dumb stuff is bad. We do a lot of dumb stuff on this show. I think sometimes people just want dumb stuff. And I said these are really catchy big hits, but it's getting kind of dumb songs. There are dumb movies that I love. Old school. That's a dumb movie. It's great. <laughs> and I, I said hey. Here's my five dumbest songs, and I listed them. And then they hit me back on Twitter yesterday. You write a song that pays the bills for the next 20 years then. (laughs) And I said, hey, dumb stuff can make money. I do dumb stuff. There's an art to it. But let's not act like it's Shakespeare serious. People like dumb, thankfully. That's what you responded? Yes. Yes.
5: Well, and then did they reply back to your response? I didn't
6: look. Oh. I get out of toxic situations.
5: Okay, but also, the tone you read their reply, do you think they meant it in that tone?
6: Sounded like it. You wrote the song that pays (laughs) the bills for the next 20 years. You mean like that? I I don't know
5: if they were like sarcastic, like, hey, dude, like you write a song that pays the bills for the next 20 years. (laughs) Like they're challenging me? Like, kind of more just sarcasm, like, we get it, we are dumb, but hey, it's been paying the bills. I don't know. I'm just reading things is hard because you don't know the tone.
6: Well, they wrote you in all caps. Anyway. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you. That, sorry.
5: Okay. <laughs> that, all caps makes a big statement yeah, in yeah, tone. I wasn't being insulting.
6: <laughs> I love dumb stuff sometimes. Yeah. The end. Let's go. It's
3: the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two.
1: Of course, coming in at number one, Amy was back this week after she took some weeks off for some personal things going on, but she shared everything that happened while she was out, and it got really emotional, and I really related to Amy in some of these moments, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners did. I'm not sure. I know that it happened because you guys showed an outpouring of love and support for her on our social media, so listen to this. Um, It may just be exactly what you need to hear this week.
6: Number one. When your dad passed away, I went on the air and I said, hey, Amy's dad died. Just kind of gave everybody an idea of what happened to you. Mm -hmm. I said, she said she's coming back in two days. And I was like, I don't think she should come back in two days. And then, Yeah, I don't
5: think that was realistic for me just because, just for, and not that (laughs) there's so much happening in my life that I think it's been known for, at least to listeners that have been listening all the time, like for several months now, even end of last year, there's just a lot happening and. My dad dying is probably the last thing I was thinking I would add to my list, especially because he had literally just moved in with me. And I was excited about that time, like just totally unexpected turn of events, which now I'm thankful. You know, we had one full night with him at my house, like the whole process of moving him in. We had a caregiver. (laughs) She worked for a day, (laughs) like just so many things now. But I think. Maybe he needed that. Maybe his body was kind of had some stuff going on that we didn't even know of. And he needed that night with us and some special memories. And then, yeah, I had to end up calling an ambulance. And then he was in the hospital. But honestly, when the ambulance was loading him up, he was like, love you. And I was like, love you. I'll probably pick you up tomorrow. They're going to get your blood pressure. Like, we'll figure it out. They'll get you good. And, you know, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. And I, that night he went on life support. I I. Never talk to my dad again. And, um, you know, that was just something. I was still in denial, though, um, even though the doctor was like, hey, you should call siblings. Like, I have a sister and a half brother and a half sister. He's like, I think they should come. You know, well, we don't know. He could turn around. And I'm thinking, what? So I am still working at this point, still coming in. And I think I'm in denial. And then I found out later, I guess my sister had texted you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know that at the time but i think she texted you like i don't think amy should work anymore and i said i've been telling amy not to work right and i was like what what i didn't realize the severity and being that he was on life support and his body was kind of declaring that it was it was time we we had to make the tough decision me and and my and my three other siblings all of his kids were gathered around him and we um after several days, we even put it off a day. We were going to do it one day and they were like, oh, we can't do it. So we had one more day with him and then removed him from life support. And, um, but his body was ready. Like it was, it felt right. And the hospital we were at, they were amazing. I've never been through anything like that ever. I mean, I I, I was with my mom for her final breath, but she hurt she it was natural like well i mean i guess his was too but she wasn't on any kind of life support the cancer had kind of taken over but then reliving this with my dad um was was a powerful moment and you know we i even told bobby this like we had a playlist going and it was just crazy because my favorite song in the world and my dad's is george straight amarillo by morning and we had the playlist on shuffle and the songs are shuffling through. We had no idea when the doctor was, like, actually doing the final thing that would lead him to the final breath. And um, Amarillo by Morning finished. And then the next song kind of started for a second. And then the nurse came in and said, hey, I just wanted y'all to know he's, he's taken his final breath. And we were all just, like, you know, there with him. And it was super emotional. But we were like, how fitting that he would... I mean, do you know how many times I've two-stepped to that song with my dad and that we just kind of all pictured him like two-stepping his way into heaven. And, um, you know, then after that, I think the reality of him being gone set in. I went back home and, of course, I had his new bedroom and everything set up. And my family and friends, like, you know, people that were went into action and they're like, we need to move all of this out. Let's get this back. You know, like this is too much memory. And then with all the things happening in my life kind of, some that people know about some that people don't like everything just I realized if I don't maybe take some sick days and some vacation days like I was talking to work and talking with you and I'm like how can we make this happen like I think I need to go some uh, go do some like intensive type therapy stuff just so that I can be better and not um, you know let this all completely. Uh, implode at some point so I realize not everybody has that type of time and I'm super grateful for it and I'm thankful to listeners that were um, checking in and I wasn't on social media at all but um, I would hear from other people and get different notes or emails and um, yeah I have a lot of gratitude for the time and I went and I got some healing from the trauma uh, and the uh, just some some other stuff and and hopefully I'm back a better person and I still have a lot of work to do, but I just feel for anybody out there that's going through a lot, whether it's one thing or multiple things at once, like, I hope you know that you're not alone and I hope that you have someone you can talk to and that you can get through it because I feel like I am making my way, I'm like shaking while I'm talking, making my way to the other side of some hard stuff. And um, yeah, I just hope I can show up for my job for my family be a mom for my friends and um but show up here because I feel like part of our responsibility of having this platform is sharing some of our story uh, the the good times and the bad and then and showing up for people that also might be going through something hard and and giving them that hope and so I'm thankful I had that time for self-exploration and I'm back I think I can, and I can get through this without, I can come into work. What some people don't know is sometimes like I was, do y'all remember that day right before I kind of left, we were doing something and I was laughing.
6: Yeah. You laughed until you cried. Then you and, walked out of the room.
5: Right. Yeah. And my laughter turned to tears. And then there was something else well, that wasn't on the air by that the wasn't on the air but we were recording like a commercial or something and I messed up I didn't even know I messed up you're we like Amy you read that totally wrong and I was like no I did it. and then I looked at it and I did and I was laughing and then the laughter turned to tears and that was a a, a, a thing that I realized like oh wait something's not right with me and then there was a, an emotional time right after when my dad was on life support where I should have been crying and I couldn't stop laughing so that you know that was another sign of like I'm There's a lot going on, and I'm also reading a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Highly recommend it. But our bodies know, and they can tell us when maybe we've got, like, a lot of different things going on, and it's going to manifest and show up in different ways. And I don't want mine to manifest into negative things. I want to um, try to uh, reframe some of it, and it's a lot of work, and I know that it's hard. But, yeah, again, just want to offer that hope for people I finally feel like I can laugh and laugh and then cry and cry and not have my emotions cross. But if they do, it's okay. I'm human.
6: Well, I'm glad you're back.
5: Thank you. And I just rambled for a really long time. I'm sorry. You you get your space to ramble (laughs) sometimes. Yeah. I'm glad you're back. Yeah.
6: You're all you're always welcome to not be back. You know, I think the hardest thing with you now is telling you to stay home because that was the original conversation. I was like, hey, take weeks off. And you said, No, I'm coming back in two days. I was like, I don't think you need to do that. You're like, I'm coming. I said, okay, fine. Can't force you.
5: Well, I think I was using work as a distraction too, and so I think a lot of us can do that. But yeah, my other piece of encouragement would be if you have amazing people around you that can fill in for you and 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 allow you that time. Like, don't fight them on it. See that as a message of like, oh, maybe they're onto something. They maybe see something from thirty thousand feet that I don't see, and maybe you do need to. Practice your breathing and take a walk, or go do some intense therapy. Whatever it looks like for you.
6: Well, glad you're back. Thank you. You're very loved here. <laughs> and one day at a time. Yeah. We we both been through it. I know. It sucks.
5: I know. But I've...
6: much weaker people have been through much worse and gotten through it wonderfully, and we'll we'll follow their their footsteps.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. I know that. Yeah. My dad and my mom both, I mean, but my dad most recently, he would not want me, um, you know, feeling sad for him. He, he had a great life, and um, he loved what we do. Like, he loved the show. <laughs> he was, like, so excited to, like, be at the house and be a part of life, which included a lot of what we get to do. And one of the last people to see him was actually Karen Fairchild when she came over. She That was his last full day at the house, and she met him and was super sweet and kind to him. And I don't know. It just... I was excited for for him to be a part of my life but that's okay he got that one day and it was awesome
3: It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number 2
1: to wrap y'all for this week's show I really appreciate you hanging out with me and Hillary thanks for coming on thank you for having me this is a lot of fun very fun to hang out yeah. with you on the mics my friend but you know we have a lot I of know. these conversations off mics all the time we do <laughs> we're probably going to be hanging out like every day this weekend so I know so we'll have more conversations more <laughs> exactly, stories, more stories to, share. <laughs> to share well thank you y'all make sure you follow us on Twitter Instagram Facebook YouTube all the things at Bobby Bones show and you can relive All the moments from this week, every other week at bobbybones.com. Plus, you can follow me at webgirlmorgan on everything. And Hillary, what is your social media? They can follow you. Instagram, Hillary.Borden. Twitter, Hillary Borden. Okay. There you have it. Follow us all. We post random things. It's great. We really do. Great content. I mean, it's not, mine's not all that interesting, but I do post random content. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great weekend, y'all. Bye. Bye. Come on.
5: Bobby Bones.